Welcome to a new episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast interview series, where we sit down with interesting personalities from the world of cigars, spirits, entertainment, and just about anyone else who's worth smoking a cigar with. And now here's your host, Eric Calvino. Hey, what's up? I recently sat down with Ocab Bayalares to ask him some questions for an upcoming brand breakdown section in our print magazine. Uh, we only needed about 10 minutes. His story is so damn interesting that we just kept talking. Oscar's small factory was thrust into the national cigar consciousness when he started making the house cigar for Jim Robinson's Leaf and Bean Cigar Shop in Pittsburgh. Leaf and Bean by Oscar Bayalares was selling out faster than the store could order it. Soon, Jim and Oscar decided to change the name to Leaf by Oscar and started distributing it all over the country, eventually all over the world. If the story of Oscar's hard work and determination doesn't inspire you to chase your dreams, I just don't know what will. Stay tuned after the break for my conversation with Oscar. Enjoy. Brothers Billy and Gus Fakie, former owners of the Cigar Inn retail shops in New York City, have put their years of experience serving a broad range of cigar smokers into their new cigar company, Artesano Del Tobacco. Their first release, Viva La Vida, is a Nicaraguan Puro produced at the A.J. Fernandez factory. Viva La Vida is available in five Vitolas, a 6.5x54 Torpedo, a 6x54 Toro, a 6x60 Gran Toro, a 5x54 Robusto, and a limited edition Diademas Finas, which is a beautifully made Perfecto that's 6.5x52. Prices range from $10.50 for the Robusto up to $14.50 for the limited edition Diademas Finas. The cigars are not only made by A.J. Fernandez, but also distributed by him as well. Viva La Vida cigars are only available at brick-and-mortar cigar shops, so ask your local dealer for Viva La Vida, or look them up at artesanodeltobacco.net. You can also connect with them via their Facebook and Instagram, at Artesano Del Tobacco. All right, so we're here with Oscar Bayalares. Uh, thank you for, for coming in today. Thank you for bringing smokes and, uh, and spending part of your day with us. So, uh, Ocab Bayalares, uh, how, how did you end up getting started in the cigar business? Like, you know, you're, you've done a lot in a very short period of time. And, and for some people you came out of nowhere, but then other people, uh, you know, knew you very well from your tours and things of that nature. So can you give us just a little sort of brief history of Ocar Bayalares and how you end up in the cigar business? Hi, thank you very much for the invitation. You know, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I am in the cigar business, I think, like 20 years ago, my first time. I am from Honduras and... Um, you know, in a specific area in Honduras is like where all manufacturers is there. It's in Danli, Honduras. In Danli, yes. I am from the capital city. And I started working for a tour company in Honduras, nothing with cigars. Um, but uh, Rocky Patel, he started bringing groups to Honduras. And the company I work, the tourist company I work for that, um, you know, he rent, you know, the buses and logistic for the tours and um, that's my first time I visit to the factories in Honduras with Rocky so I am driving a bus and uh, I pick it up the groups in the airport bring to the house guest house and Dangley with Rocky and that moment you know I start helping more to Rocky for the groups and uh, more involved every every day uh, give the tours in the farms uh, box factory, fermentation rooms. So it's around 1,000 people a year. So you were, so you started off working in tourism in Tegucigalpa. Mm -hmm. And that's where you lived. Is that where you grew up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you grow up and you live in Tegucigalpa. You're working for a tourism company. And Rocky Patel hires that company to mm -hmm. provide buses and logistics for his tours. Mm -hmm. And you end up driving a bus mm -hmm. for a thousand people a year. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And so that was like twenty years ago. Yeah, almost. Okay. And um, <clears throat> you know, I try. I, I like uh, all this concept. You know, and I study um, tourism in the university. So I like it. You know, visit the factories, see the whole process of the cigars. 
And every you, you day. You had not smoked at all before that? No. Never no. even smoked a cigar? And no drinking. So it's a rocky fold. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so you didn't even drink. So you no. didn't smoke. Didn't drink, and Rocky is responsible yeah, for this. Yeah, yeah, it's like a Rocky fault. <laughs> he ruined you. <laughs> so, you know, I, I really like, you know, all this process. It's amazing. You see how many people is involved in this process and how fermenting, how growing tobacco, how making the box factory, how put the labels and all this stuff. So very quickly, um, I started smoking cigars uh, every single day, you know, uh, host the groups. Uh, make sure everything is everything is is good in the house, you know, like drinks, food, uh, everything. So and you're still working for the tourism company and, and Rocky too at the same time. Okay. So it's a, a when uh, Rocky bring groups to Honduras seven months a year. So the rest of the year, I I traveling for all Central America and Mexico, you know, like tour guy, normal life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I really like it. After two years, uh, Rocky offered to me a job, uh, work for him a full time, like working in the packaging department. And Rocky told me, hey, I want you work for me a full time. You know, you can working with the groups and working for me in the factory. So when when I'm bringing groups you know, run mm -hmm. that part, but when we're not bringing groups, work in the packaging? Exactly. Okay. And, you know... But now you had to move to Dan Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been to both cities. Yeah. Uh, that's a big difference. Yeah, it's a big difference. So, you know, I, I tell Rocky that my first answer for Rocky, I say no. I say no because in that time, you know, it's, like you say, normal life, but I, I traveling a lot and I see a, a different countries, different cultures, and different food, you know, I like that kind of stuff, you know, uh, traveling. But uh, one year later, uh, I I said, Rocky, okay, I can work for you. But before I work for you, I want to go to Cuba. So I visit Cuba for two months because I want to learn more about the cigars and, you know, how is... Like more of the origin? The, yeah, the origin. Okay. And what is the difference between uh, Honduras, Nicaragua, Cuba... So I spent two months in Cuba, and uh, I think it's a very, very, very nice experience. Uh, I visit Pinal de Rio, I visit Juan y Martinez, San Luis, and um, I spent time with Alejandro Robaina, uh, with him a couple of days, and, um, you know, a lot of people visit him, okay? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but a specific one day, I'm uh, with him, you know, smoking cigars and drinking uh, coffee, and I think he tell me something I remember for now, you know, from that moment to now. I talked to him, and I asked him a lot of questions to him, and I he, he showed me, you know, the backyard, he had tobacco and everything, and he asked him to me, why you you have too many questions for me? I said, you know, I want to work for a cigar company, and I want you to tell me your experience. And something he tell me in that time is like, uh, he say the tobacco need love. If you give love to the tobacco, the tobacco is too generous and give love back. In that moment, I am a, a little bit lost. I am like, yeah, what the hell? Is this yeah, what, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> so he say, Oscar, you need go to the farm, touching the leaf, smell the leaf, talk to the leaf. If you give love, you have love back. I am like, okay. And in and, and, and that moment, for me, it's like, okay, if he, I want to work with Rocky, I want to put, you know, the love he said, you know, it's like I want to make him good, you know. And and I come back to Honduras, and I spend time in Nicaragua, too. Making him out the tobacco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I come back to Nicaragua, and I visit a couple factories for my friends, and uh, the same questions, you know. And in that time, my idea is, you know, uh, see what the people thinking about tobacco, you know. It's not only a business, it's a, a culture, you know. Yeah, no, it definitely it's, is. It's a passion, it's a, to, it's love, you know, it's it's amazing. Th that is the word for it. It, mm -hmm. it is a love for tobacco that you developed. Yeah. So, and you developed it very quickly, right? You mm -hmm. went from not smoking yeah. or drinking. <laughs> and, uh, and now, you know, a few years later, you're sitting with Alejandro Robaina, mm -hmm. uh, you know, talking tobacco with this guy. Yeah. And so uh, that's that's fascinating. No, right? that's... So what you, the, that, that arc that you went through, 
is is uh is like the dream of a lot of people who go on these tobacco tours they have that they fall in love in the same way but they have a job back home that you know mm -hmm. they can't leave and and they have a family but you were at the right time and the right place so that that's a fascinating story so then continue you're now in Nicaragua asking the same questions yeah the same questions and actually you know a couple of friends right now is in in the top big factories in Nicaragua now but you know uh, 18 years ago 16 years ago the guys start with the business you know with this small factory you know I rent a house in, in Esteli and I visit a lot of different people you know now as a big factories and, and it's amazing you know so I spend time with these people too you know and, and the same questions and why this why this how you fermenting this you know and just learning that was basically yeah. college for you yeah and then I come back to Honduras and uh, I start working in the packaging department, like supervisor. And the same question, you know, the, 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 the people is around me, is people have a lot of experience, you know. Uh, for example, one guy working in the packaging department for Rocky in that time is like 40 years experience. The wow. master blenders is 40, 45 years experience. Uh, you know, selection material. So that's the kind of people I ask in the same questions I have. And I have more questions, you know, how this, why, uh, how you can make it better. What is your idea about this tobacco, you know, a specific. And in that time I started smoking, you know, uh, a, a specific leaf. Like uh, Nicaragua, you know, the tobacco from Nicaragua is, Esteli is a little bit spicy because the soil is a volcano soil. And, and I started so learning. So let me explain. So you, at this point, you started experimenting with smoking single varietal little little cigars, mm -hmm. which are not really cigars. They're just, they're little. One mm, leaf. You yeah, know. single leaf, mm -hmm. uh, single varietal, single priming, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so, by the way, for those of you listening, that, that's, how, that's how these guys can start to isolate the different flavors, different characteristics of each tobacco and what it goes and how it works inside the blend. So, uh, so at this point, you're getting into that. Yeah. And then? And, and, but it, I have too much hunger in that time for learning, you know? So I learning about fermentation, uh, specific tobacco, like you say, you know, Nicaragua is volcano and, and spicy and good flavor. And I spoke the Honduran tobacco, more sweetness, more creamy, Dominican, Ecuadorian, Colombian, uh, Panamanian, Costa Rica. So, you know, I, I experiment every all the experience in yeah, my you're just palate. putting things into your database. Yeah, and, and, and you know, all the kind of stuff. So working in the packaging department and, and, and see how it's packaging the cigars. So in that time, have a, a, a little bit of the history about the cigars when I visit Cuba and what is the traditional and how Rocky, you know, the packaging for Rocky is, is beautiful. Uh, and, you know, experiment. Uh, actually, I bring a couple... Uh, leaf from from Alejandro Robaina and I blended with Honduran tobacco in that time you know try the making experience and then uh, after two years working like that you know I I opened my first company uh, I talked to Rocky I said Rocky I want to sell in you cigars in Honduras and Rocky is like what are you talking about so as a distributor is mm -hmm. that what you were looking to do okay yeah and so at this point Rocky's cigars are being uh, produced but you cannot buy them in mm -hmm. Honduras. Yeah, because it's a free zone, yeah. you know, and, and normally you're not selling in the same country you, you make it because it's a free zone, you need to pay a lot of taxes. For you and I, we understand that because we, we go to these countries a lot, mm -hmm. but a lot of people out there, they don't get that. They mm -hmm. think that if they, that if they go to Honduras or they go to Nicaragua, that they're going to get it cheaper, and, and they mm, can't. sometimes no. they can't even find it at all. No. Okay, no. So, so, so you propose to Rocky, hey, uh, I want to distribute... Mm -hmm. Rocky Patel premium cigars in Honduras. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I'm sorry I keep I keep interrupting, no, no, but no, I'm no. trying to just yeah. kind no, of no. keep everyone on the same page with us. Yeah, and, and Rocky started laughing. He say, "Are you crazy?" Yeah, and like you know, the cigar is making in Honduras, but it's not too many smokers. And I say, "Give me the opportunity." He say, "Okay, you got it." So the first year. I working in the factory and with the tours too. 
when I have time, Saturdays and Sundays, I traveling for all Honduras and try to sell in cigars. There's no cigar stores in Honduras. No. And so where where were you selling them? Like I in tried, restaurants? Or? I tried to visit restaurants, clubs, uh, souvenir stores, hotels, resorts. But it's, it's very complicated because it's no humidors, it's no cigar stores. Yeah, there's no culture of cigar smoking. No. And, and, and that year, I lost... I lost a lot of money in that year. But what I see is people don't have the idea of making the experience, you know, what is the process. And next year, I'm making 75 small humidors with three sections. So I put mild, medium, and strong cigars in the humidor. When I visit the restaurants, uh, hotels, and uh, souvenir stores, I am saying, you know, I'm here for not for selling anything. I am here for you make money. So the guys in the store is like, what are you talking about? I say, you know, I'll put this humidor right here, and i coming back in one month. Whatever you sold, you pay me. If you don't sold anything, no pay me. And I, and I start making events in Honduras. I use the newspaper, the channels, all that kind of stuff. And, man, that year I selling a lot of cigars, a lot. And, you know, refill and, and, and selling a lot of cigars. Next year, when now, Rock- you are still working full time, yeah, for Rocky, uh, in the factory and doing the tours, mm-hmm. and now you've got this small distribution company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But is it is it the only distribution company in Honduras at this point? Yeah, for cigars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you know, very good. When so Rock- the, I imagine the resorts, yeah, did well, especially right? in the island and the Caribbean, sure. and you know, like uh, Roatan and, uh-huh. and yeah. Roatan, Copan, all the tourist areas. And, and actually, the, the capital city, too, you know, the nice restaurants, you know, have cigars, and I start selling more, and I'm making a couple events in the restaurants, so I bring more smokers every time. When Rocky see the numbers next year, he say, man, what are you doing? You're selling more cigars than my distributor for all Latin America, just in Honduras. I say, you know... I tell you, I want to sell a cigar, so I sell him. Yeah. <laughs> and that time, he gave me the distribution of Rocky Patel for all Latin America and the Caribbean. So, uh, you know, more did more he, work. Did he change your your job now? Did no, 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 the same. You were still in packaging yeah. and still doing tours. Yeah, mm-hmm. but now you're also distributing throughout Latin America. Yeah, wow. And I, what I do? What year is this? Uh, Just so we have a picture. Just like. Uh, 15 years ago, okay. something like that. And, you know, uh, I, I bring somebody work for me, too. And that company is two people. But I selling cigars in that time. I opened the market in Mexico, Guatemala, El Salvador, Aruba, San Martin, Venezuela, Argentina, and start selling more. Wow. More and more. It's, it's very complicated in Latin America because the taxes is super high. For example, Argentina is 110%. Uh, you know, and a couple more countries. So I start like that. Later, uh, I open my cigar store in uh, Honduras. In Dan Lee. In Dan Lee. And I distribute more cigars. Dominican, Nicaragua, Cuban cigars. And uh, start like that. And the same time, you know, working for the factory, working in, 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 You're a busy in the guy. packaging department. But I learned so much. You know, that experience, a different country. Yeah, you and, were young. Yeah, and, and I still young. <laughs> 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 and, you know, all these give me a lot of experience in my life. I, I say the tobacco changed my life because every step of my life in the cigar business, I learned so much. So 2011, I am in Mexico in one event, 2010, sorry, with Rocky, the, the Rocky Patel cigars in Mexico. So uh, I visit a bookstore and I buy, you know, a, a book for cigars and the history of cigars in Mexico and all the stuff. And, to the, you know, I, I check it out and I see a, a tomb of the Mayans in, 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 in the book. A tomb. Yeah. A Mayan tomb. So, yeah. And it's a, a king, uh, you know, the history say open a, a tomb of the Mayan king. And when open the tomb, the, 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 the king have a cigar in the hand. Yeah, so, so they, the archaeologist mm-hmm. uncovered a, the tomb of a Mayan king. And when they opened it, he was holding a cigar. Mm-hmm. 
And so, okay, so tell us the story of that. Yeah, it, uh, man. That blew your mind. You yeah, know? it's, it's like, amazing. What I, I, I wasn't the first one to discover this thing. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And when I see that, the cigars look like very rustic. You know, the cigar is... Yeah, they didn't have molds. No, no, you know, presses. everything is like, you know, very rustic. In 2011, you know, Honduras, Guatemala, and Mexico is a big, big culture of the Mayans. Mm -hmm. So 2011, I talked to Rocky. I have too much to do. I have cigar stores, two cigar stores at that time, distribution, you know, working in the factory, working for the tours. So it's too much. I know can do it. So I talked to Rocky. I said, Rocky, you know, I want to pulling focus on the distribution and maybe soon later I have my own brand. So Rocky said, man, you know, if I can help him to you, let me know, you know, and, and all the stuff. And I said, thank you very much, but I want to try by myself, you know, if he... So he offered to, to help, help him, you and maybe, yeah. maybe mm -hmm. even be a partner. Yeah, and, and making a cigar or, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. all the stuff. I said, the Rocky... Support, the support your, yeah. your factory. Or, mm -hmm. And I said, Rocky, you know, let me try it. You know, if you tell me last time, and you know... I talk to you, you give me the distribution of Rocky Patel, and, and now I think I can make a little bit more, you know, with different ideas, with all my experience in these years. And that, that cigar for the Mayan tomb is like, you know, it's in my mind every time. So 2011, I am with my brother, Hector, and Byron. Byron is one of my best friends. He is in the cigar business for 25 years. He's a master blender. He's working for another company of cigars, and my brother is in, in the university, so I say, guys, I want to have a factory together, all three. So in Dan Lee, in the Central Park, I rent a small space, I open a North cigar store, and making cigars. It's one table and two people making cigars. That's it. Yeah, so the idea is that, you know, you buy a cigar, and you can see how to make it. That is the definition of a chinchal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, chinchal. That's what we call them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, 2012, it's uh, the Mayan history. You know, is the Mayan say is the end of the war yep. in 2012, in December 21st. Yeah, it was the end of the Mayan calendar. Yeah. So I said, you know, I want to make something with this. And uh, that changed, you know, the whole life because um, I put the name 2012 of the cigar um, uh, blend or cigar brand. And... I cover one cigar exactly like the leaf. That's the original leaf. So 19 so. cigars is the same, and the cigar number 20 is covered with the leaf around, and the label say to be smoked on December 21st. So that's the last cigar you're smoking in July for your celebration, the new yeah, generation. So let me again recap that. So you created in this little chinchalito, mm -hmm. this little small one-table factory, mm -hmm. uh, You created a brand called 2012, 2012, mm -hmm. and that was to commemorate the end of the Mayan calendar. Mm -hmm. In the box, there were 19 cigars that looked just normal, the same. 2012, was it box pressed just like it is now? No, no it's, okay. it's, Back it's then round. It was round. So mm -hmm. 2012, 19 cigars. The 20th cigar in the box was covered in a tobacco leaf, uh, which is what the leaf looks like today. Uh, and that was that you got that idea from that tomb. Mm -hmm. The what that cigar looked like in that Mayan king, right? Mm -hmm. And they, they are they're very rustic looking. I I've smoked. Uh, I did a a Mayan uh, ritual in mm -hmm. Guatemala. Mm -hmm. I, I I personally did it, and uh, and the cigar that they give you to smoke as part of the ritual looks just like that. It's uh -huh. it's a very rustic, unpressed little, uh, you know, ugly cigar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so so then you made that 20th cigar wrapped in a tobacco leaf. And the idea was smoke it on the last day, quote unquote, the last day of of, of the calendar, mm -hmm. which could be the last day of your life, or mm. you could use it to celebrate, you know, the new beginning. Yeah, 19 cigars no cover with the leaf, just one. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 19 were normal, 2012. Yeah. And then the 20th one yeah. was basically what the leaf looks like now. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's a good segue to get into the leaf. You know that. That packaging innovation of uh -huh. using a tobacco leaf as opposed to a cellophane, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the cigar business has been around and, and packaging, let's say, with brands since like the late 1700s, right? Mm -hmm. And there haven't been many innovations, right? The, you have obviously 
the label, the first cigar to have a label, that's a packaging innovation. Mm -hmm. And then the cellophane to protect the cigar, that's another innovation. But then after that, there have been no innovations, <laughs> right? The tube. Mm -hmm. uh, and then this. This idea, which was born of an ancient idea, yeah. uh, it, it's, it's an amazing thing. That cigar, uh, the leaf has been just a... It, it skyrocketed from the first day it came out. But that was the origin of it. It was the mm -hmm. 20th cigar to commemorate the last day of the calendar. Yeah. So then, so now from that point where you've got the, uh, this original leaf, which was the 2012, the 20th cigar of the box, how does it then become the leaf by Oscar? What, what happens then? Okay. Uh, you know, I, I'm making the cigars and I'm making only 2012 boxes. Oh, okay. So, so this is a limited. Yes, okay, a okay. limited. Uh, you know, when I work for Rocky, I make a lot of people, like cigar owners. And cigar then, shop owners, yeah, yeah of course. Because mm -hmm. of the tours. For the tours. Yeah, you're you're taking a thousand people a year yeah. through the tours. You're meeting a lot of cigar a, a retailers. A lot of people. So one of the guys is uh, Island Jim, mm -hmm. Jim Robinson from Pennsylvania. From uh, the Leaf and Bean. Yeah, so he visited me in the factory in Honduras. And my factory, one table, two people. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, He said, Oscar, I, I like the idea, the 2012. So that Jim is the first guy buying my product to bring to U.S. So the 30 boxes I'm selling in U.S., he buy it in 2012. And then he said, Oscar, that's amazing, the packaging. I really love it. So I want to help into you. I want you making my house blend. So leaf and bean by Oscar covered with the leaf. Yep. And three different wrappers, Connecticut, Corojo, and Maduro. So start like that in one store. He buy from me 5,000 cigars. And two weeks later, he called me. He said, Oscar, I don't have any cigar. I'm like, what happened? You have problem in <laughs> costumes <laughs> or what? He said, no, I already sold out. You know, people like the packaging and, and good cigar. And later, he put another order for 10,000. So I need to move another table, two more people. So start like that. After one year, so Rocky, uh, Jim, you know, business Honduras, he said, Oscar, it's too many people asking for the cigar. So tell me, what is your idea? I say, if you, have, if you can sell it in all U.S., you know, why not? And in that time, you know, Jim tell me, you don't have too much time for this and, and, and a lot of stuff. So I'm making a deal with him. So Jim owned the brand Live by Oscar in U.S., and I, I, I own the brand Live by Oscar and, and the rest of the world because it's my experience selling another cigars. And stuff like that. And, and, and later is a boom. So it started off as Leaf and Bean by Oscar. Yeah. And then you dropped the and Bean. It just became the Leaf by Oscar. Yeah. Or Leaf by Oscar. Mm -hmm. When it's selling for all U.S. And from the day first day selling the cigars in the stores, it's, you know, amazing how the people buy it. And later, you know, like four months later, I don't have a space in the small factory. It's too much people. So I rent another factory. After two years, after two years, it's... No more space, you know. So yeah, you're growing out of your out of your factory space. Yeah, like. quickly. And then in 2016, you know, uh, I put uh, one brand in the market. It's the Oscar, and I put an IPCPR July 2016. I put in the market. And so it's okay, so now let's catch up. So the Leaf by Oscar is selling all over the U.S. Mm -hmm. and it it's going from from a an unknown brand to suddenly it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. I know because we saw it here. Mm -hmm. um, and then, then in 2016, you launch your own, your first brand uh, that isn't in partnership with Jim. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's called The Oscar. Mm -hmm. And now the packaging of that one kind of takes a little bit from from the leaf, right? Yeah, it's, it's covered, you know, a little bit more of the half of the cigar. Yeah, like two-thirds of the cigar covered the bottom two-thirds. Mm-hmm. Con a candela wrapper, candela yeah. tobacco, yeah, you like know, green. green. And the box is 11 cigars in the box. And the, the box looks like a mole. So, you know, the concept. From the first time I'm making a cigar, the 2012, my idea is put some product in the market with history, you know. A good blend, but at the same time, good packaging. So what happened, it's, uh, you know, I have a lot of pressure for the leaf because, you know, covered with the leaves. Yeah. So a lot of customers are like, okay, what well, you have new? 
you know, uh, what is your concept? So the, 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 the concept of the company, it's put some good product on the market in a, in a good uh, packaging. So something with history uh, behind the, the product. So the sort of the, the driving principle of, the, of Oscar Valladares tobacco is good quality cigars in packaging uh, that is meaningful or historic or relatable. Is that mm -hmm. fair? Yeah, okay. that's exactly. So, so the Oscar was the first one that you released, mm -hmm. but then you re-released the 2012, right? Mm -hmm. And this time you made it box press, box press, right? and that. But it's still an homage to the Mayan calendar. Mm -hmm. And then the Alter Q is another sort of Mayan influence brand, right? Mm -hmm. What's the What's the story with the Alter Q? You know, in that time when I'm making the leaf more and more because the leaf is more Honduran tobacco, I visit you know more more of the manufacturers is in Dangli. In a Hamastrang area in Honduras, is growing a lot of tobacco. So, um, for you making the idea, Dangli is close to Nicaragua, 15 yeah. minutes of the border. Copan is 20 minutes from Guatemala. So it's yeah, it's all the way on the other side of the yeah. country. And I start uh, support the people in the farms in uh, Copan. In Copan, okay. Mm -hmm. And I use more Honduran uh, tobacco, and I'm growing more different seeds in the Mayan area. And the concept for the altar queue, altar queue, it's uh, the altar is 16 cigars in the box, like the 16 kings domain the city, Copan, from the Mayans. Okay, so the box has 16 cigars in it, and mm -hmm. each cigar is representative of a different Mayan king mm -hmm. that lived in that city of Copan? Yeah. So it was like the, the succession of kings? Mm -hmm. Is that what is that yeah. how it goes? Mm -hmm. So 16 kings, 16 cigars in the box, and that's Alter Q. Alter Q, and every single uh, cigar in the label have the name of the each king. So each king is in the label. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at the Alter Q label, it's the, the, the foot band, that very long mm -hmm. foot band. That's where the king is, right? Mm -hmm. And that label much like the leaf, uh, is also a paper, uh, it's, is that a tobacco paper? Yeah, it's tobacco okay. paper. Can you explain a little bit about that? Because leaf by Oscar has that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's a fascinating story too. Uh, so, and then Alter Q has that same paper. Mm -hmm. So where do you get that paper and what's the significance of it? This is when, uh, when I started in the factory in Honduras. It's a, a, a community of single moms making organic paper. So actually the first label for leaf is making with cactus and flowers. And then when I'm making more cigar and more cigar, I have a lot of veins for the leaf. Yeah, to, uh, veins from the tobacco leaf. Mm -hmm. So I talk to the ladies if we can make in, you know, paper with the, the, the material from tobacco and making the paper. And now I use uh, tobacco paper for the cigars. So it's a community of single mothers mm -hmm. who... Uh, I guess feed their families yeah. by making paper, mm -hmm. and so you give them the the veins from mm -hmm. the tobaccos that you uh, deveined, mm -hmm. and they make paper out of that. Yeah. And that's the that's what that's how that's that label is made. And then they also print it, or you print that? No, I print it. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, they give you the sheets. Yeah. So in that time, it's like uh, I think it's like eight to ten ten women. Now it's a uh, 23 women working right now making paper. Yeah, it's it's a lot of paper. It's, it, and it's, it's so easy making the papers. And, and you see, you know, how making the paper, how put the tobacco and everything. I, I mean, briefly, how do they take a tobacco vein and turn it into paper? What do they do? It's just like making they, like, they yeah. Grind it? Yeah, he put like a um, licuador, I would say. I say. Like a blender. Yeah, so like they, a blender. Yeah, so they grind it down. Mm-hmm. Put a little bit of glue, you know, and making the 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 past the paste, for, yeah, the paste, and later with water and a couple uh, trays for making the paper, and then put water and put in the in the in the dry in the sun in the sun, and that's the paper. Wow, <laughs> and it holds up. Yeah, yeah, and and it's amazing because I can help in the community, you know, with this, it's and it, and it's, it's, a beautiful it's thing. something I can use everything from the factory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic, man. That's I, I love that one. Uh, 
now then, in the last time we had IPCPR, which was 2019, <laughs> uh, you launched the... Uh, wait, we skipped past a brand. Also, Rosalie, right? I didn't talk about that brand. What was the significance of that? Because that's also Mayan influence. Yeah. So, you know, with the Altar Q, the 16 kings, every king have a temple. Okay. So when you and have so new king, they build a new temple for him. Yeah, he uh, can't reuse the old temple. No, it's not like the white house. So making another on the top of the uh, the north temple. Okay. So it's sixteen temples making in Copan. Did they knock down the previous one and then put it on top, or they just build just it on the top? top? Yeah. Holy macro. Yeah. So Rosalila is the last temple for the last king. So actually, you can see in Copan. And it's because it's the name Rosalila. The temple is the name of the cigar, Rosalila. Very cool. And uh, it's three different sections in the temple. So, and the down is Inframundo. So, I'm making one cigar with Maduro wrapper. So, it's like a strong cigar. Uh, Mundo Presente, like present world. I'm making in Corojo. And uh, Mundo Celestial, Celestial world, I'm making with Connecticut. So, it's three different levels. And the temple is three different levels in the cigar. Very cool. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think that people relate to, to those historical connections or, uh, or other connections like what we're talking about with what you released, uh, last at the at the 2019 IPCPR. You released the Wild Hunter mm-hmm. and the Superfly, right? And those the are super, the two. Yeah. Or and also Cicerón. No, Cicerón is like two years ago. Okay. Two, three years ago. We'll get to Cicerón. Uh, but the the Superfly and the Wild Hunter, mm-hmm. those are not historic really uh, related. They're more like current, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. much more contemporary, uh-huh. uh, relatable brands. Mm-hmm. So Superfly, tell us about Superfly. I think Superfly, uh, number one, I love the cigar itself, mm-hmm. and and it just it's so different on the shelf when uh-huh. you walk into a cigar shop and you see that. It jumps out at you. Mm-hmm. It jumps out. It's like this disco-looking uh, Superfly. I mean, it's, the name says it all. So uh, tell us about that idea for Superfly. Yeah, you know, and, and for the company, I tell you, you know, every time it's tried to making something different, you know, a good good uh, story behind the brands. So Superfly, the idea is, you know, I love music, and I I, I, I listen every every single kind of music, you know, from... Whatever, you know, uh, fun, funky or rock or merengue, everything. So, All right, well, I'll ask you afterwards <laughs> what's on your playlist now, but uh-huh. continue. And uh, I don't know if you remember IPCPR in 2017, I think. It's like, you know, can bring any more brands. Yes. And yeah, you need have, FDA. yeah, and for the FDA. So you didn't have uh, a registration, a lot of names. So in that time, a lot of companies registration, a lot of brands. So Superfly is one of the brands I registration. So I registration so a lot of brands. So registered Superfly in 2017. Mm-hmm. Didn't in even know what you were going to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in addition to more. Yeah. Uh, but you registered in 2017 mm-hmm. as a result of the FDA saying, hey, if the brand is not registered by, I think it was August something. Mm-hmm. August 8th. Yeah, 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will not be able to be exempt mm-hmm. uh, for pre-market approval. Mm-hmm. It will have to go through it. So Yeah. So, you know, I'm listening to music in that time, and I the Superfly Sun is in, is in the TV, you know, and I'm like, oh, that's a good name, you know. So I registered, yeah, I registered the name, and later, you know, uh, listen to music, see the movie, you know, the colors, uh, what is the fashion in that years, you know. And then put in the box, and uh, the blend is 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 very good blend too because that's the first time I blending with Honduras, Nicaragua, and Dominican in the filler, and uh, Mexico San Andreas wrapper, and it's man, it's selling very very well, very very good. I'm gonna ask uh, that we put a little super fly in the background here of this section so people can know what we're talking about. Super fly. <laughs> That's, that's the Superfly, and I'm making in three different sizes, Super Corona, Super Toro, and Super Gordo. Yeah, they've got to be super, right? Yeah. All of them. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah well, that, how has that brand, how has it been received in the market? Amazing. Amazing. It's, 
you know, uh, selling very, very well. And actually, this 2020, in January, I released Superfly Connecticut. Oh, I haven't I, tried that yeah, yet. Yeah, and, and a Corona size. So it's selling very well, too. It's now the, the, the box of uh, Connecticut is like a fuchsia color, you know, like bling bling. And, and it's, it's, it's very cool. Very <laughs> good. Very good. And, uh, and then, uh, but then at the same time, you released the Wild Hunter, which is mm -hmm. a, obviously by the name, mm -hmm. uh, a hunting uh, inspired yeah. cigar. And that's what you're smoking right now. By mm -hmm. the way. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it's got like a camouflage box and. Yeah. So, what was the idea there? Anything other than just uh, the the packaging? Uh, you know, is it the same time? You know, you need uh, registration brands and all the stuff, and that's the idea of my brother Hector. You know, he liked guns and in all that stuff, and the camo and uh, hunting. So, you know, he's put together the ideas and working at the packaging and and put in the market. Yeah. Is that how is that how you guys develop? These these brands and these ideas, these innovative ideas, just you mm -hmm. and your brother. And you Bido. know, it's it's Bido, myself, uh, uh, my brother. You know, is he have the idea? You know, and say, hey, what are you thinking about this name? So later, you know, thinking together and say, you know, that's good, but you need learning a little bit more of this concept. You know, for example, the the, the superfly. You know, you need learning about in that years what is the colors what is the fashion you know how you can put in the box so I start playing with that the blends right now is is not the problem you know for us is i have a lot of tobacco right now for different part of the world and and i can blend in you know a lot of cigars uh but the packaging is is, is thinking together you know and 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 see the finished product the first is the name and then learning about, about the culture of the name, you know, why is the concept of the name, and later play with the colors, packaging, and that's it. And so, do you do you ever find yourself, like, because you also purchase, well, you grow your own tobacco, but mm -hmm. you also purchase tobacco from mm -hmm. other growers. Mm -hmm. uh, do you ever walk into uh, to one of these meetings where you're going to be buying tobacco taste something and think oh my god that's going to be perfect for this uh, does that ever happen or does it always go does the inspiration always come from the packaging no 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 because you know when you're smoking the single single leaf you can have you know the the old flavors you know sweetness creamy but that no guarantee to you that tobacco can work in together with another tobacco no, of okay so you need blending and, and, and for making a cigar for our company, it's easy. It's what I like, you know, of just Hector, my brother, and, and Byron, and, me, and myself, put the brands in the market. Because everybody have a different palate, you know, everybody like, you know, different cigars. So for us, it's like making a cigar, a good quality product, uh, medium, strong, light, uh, Good burn, good flavors. That's it. So what you're? Uh, let me see if I've got it right. So what you're saying is that you don't worry so much about who's gonna like what. You create good quality products, good quality cigars that have good construction, good raw materials, mm -hmm. uh, that have a good flavor, and then you'll produce brands around that and mm -hmm. whoever likes them likes them in the end mm -hmm. you're not necessarily targeting ah this particular guy for this for no no you're just we can make great cigars i know we can make great cigars mm -hmm. let's just make great cigars and people will find their way to that brand is that is that yeah. generally the idea yeah it, it, that's the idea you know uh and 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 divide in three different uh, or four different ways, you know, like mild, medium, yeah. medium to strong, and a strong cigar. That's it. And um, and, and working, you know, it's oh, it's working. People people <laughs> buy working. a lot of cigars, so people it's, like it. So you know, if it is good, working. I don't need repair. Yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's yeah, how we say. Yeah. Uh, now, one last brand to talk about the Cicerón, because mm -hmm. uh, that's a very uh, interesting looking brand that has beautiful art. Uh, tell us about how that brand came about. Okay, Cicerón is a very famous artist in Honduras. So he's a painter? Yeah, painter. Yeah, and um, 
he's he's a very good friend of of us and uh he making something really really nice i really like it like five years ago he working with a beer company so he painting five like a honduran beer company mm -hmm. okay five different glasses for beers with his art and the glasses so and and everybody love it so i have a conversation with him one year later i say you know, maybe put together something with cigars. So he painted five different pictures, and I put the picture in the box. So the box looked like a frame in the front of the box. Yep. And it's a canvas material. And and the label is beautiful. And the back of the label, you have the history about Cicerone and put together in the market and selling very well, too. <laughs> now, and it's a, that's a cigar that I'm smoking now. Mm -hmm. uh, and so... But the the thing with that one is you're doing a different you're different you're doing new artwork every year, right? Mm -hmm. So every year. So you you launched that one 2017, you said. Mm -hmm. So since 17 to now, you've you've had him paint five what different is it, five designs every year. Every year, yeah. So oh, that's wow. a, a collection boxes. So I'm making one time, and that's it. It's the same cigar. The five different pictures is the same cigar. Okay. So that is something that that does. Uh, People ask that question a lot. Mm -hmm. Are these five, are they the same cigar or are they each one different? They Thanks. are. They are yeah. the same exact cigar. The same cigar, the only different is the five pictures. So the picture in 2017 is not making anymore, so it's one year. So 2018 is another collection. 2019 is another collection. And it's the same five pictures, same cigar. And 2020 you did one too? Mm -hmm. Or did the pandemic yeah. screw that up too? No, the pandemic is, you know, I I, I, I have, uh, I, I not changed the art this year. Yeah, because mm -hmm. yeah, rather just leave it for next yeah, year. Yeah, it's no uh, cigar. Uh, there's no IPCPR. Show, yeah. There's no, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's a good segue. Uh, we obviously didn't have a trade show here at IPCPR. Uh, we had the TPE early mm -hmm. in the year. Uh, but we also don't have Intertabac in Europe. Mm -hmm. So did that? Or how did that affect your business? Uh, if I'm honest with you, I mean nothing. No? No. Um, you know, I know the pandemic and all the stuff, and I, I closed the factory for three months. But the sales is good. It's, you know, it, it's not bad. It's, it's, it's not like if I know busy like PCPR or I know busy like cigar show, I am I know can sell in cigars? No. No, of course not. So for me, it's no. Maybe, but maybe reduce, you reduce my sales ten percent, fifteen percent, maybe. Okay, so that is how yeah. it affected your mm -hmm. business. Mm -hmm. uh, and then also, you probably you don't know how many new accounts you would have picked up, or 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 do you 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 weren't getting many new accounts anymore? No. How many no. how many stores are you in around the country? Right now in US is like one thousand three hundred. So you're in thirteen hundred cigar stores mm -hmm. around the country. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're. Yeah, it's you're not getting that many new ones. No. Okay, so yeah, that's that's very interesting. What about Inter Tobac? Inter Tobac, you know, I visited Inter Tobac last five years already. Uh, I think there is uh, affect me a little bit, not too much, but uh, same selling the same. You know, it's, it's no. Maybe w is it fair to say that it. Uh, it prevented you from growing at the same rate that you were growing mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. That's fair, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So your numbers are are similar to last year. Yeah. Maybe a little bit down, but you, the big thing is that you didn't grow. In the exactly. Same way as you did and and Intertabac is totally different because it's a it's a maybe new countries. Correct. It's yeah. a higher growth yeah. for you. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, that had to that had to affect you. Mm -hmm. Now, also the pandemic also affected. Another initiative that you started, which is the Ocaballares Tobacco Adventure, which is basically like a, a, a tour company, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So <laughs> tell us tell us how, I, I know that it's been impacted and people can't really fly to Honduras right now, mm -hmm. but, but you did have a couple groups that went through the tour. Yeah. So tell us about what is the tour made up of? So this is the Oscar Ballares Tobacco Adventure, which is, uh, is it a separate company that you've created? Yeah. As a tour company. Mm -hmm. And so tell us about the tour, how it works, and then maybe some of the stories from those initial two groups that went. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, it's, it's you know, uh, 
the, the people or the customers, you know, uh, making the experience. That's that's my job with Rocky for nine years. Yeah, so you're so, kind of going full circle. Yeah, and and you know, I try the, the the people see my my factory, you know, my production. Actually, how I'm making the organic paper. You oh, know, so they get to see that. Yeah, okay. so people see how I'm making the organic paper, see how I'm making the cigar, how I'm growing tobacco. Uh, I have coffee plantation in Honduras too, so I'm making like uh, testing coffees, you know, how you can make the coffee. Uh, it, it's amazing experience. It's a beautiful house. Um, actually, the, the first two groups visit my factory in February. This is ready book for the next year. Yeah, already they, they rebooked yeah for next year <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah so that is making the, the 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 experience for the consumers is like see how I'm making the cigars what is the experience how I'm making the labels the food you know the the culture of so, the so let's back up a little bit they booked this trip and it is uh, correct me if i'm wrong at any point here but mm -hmm. it's four days mm -hmm. three nights yeah right mm -hmm. and they get to stay at the Ocabayares guest house, mm -hmm. right? Which is on premise for where the factory is as well. Yeah. Right? It's the mm -hmm. same location. Yeah, the same location. So they get to stay there. All their meals are taken care of. Their transport from the airport mm -hmm. is also taken care of. Yeah. Uh, all of the cigars that they want to smoke throughout the trip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about alcohol? Is there any alcohol? Yeah. You're not a drinker? Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, a lot of rum, uh, um, beers and yeah it's 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 a lot of cocktails and then you have a lot of cocktails <laughs> good <laughs> so then uh, you also have like the whole thing is is catered right like there's a company that's that's uh, cooking or is that your own cook how does that work uh these people are working for the company so it's a, so it's, a it's a chef right there you know making the food fresh fruits juice and you know those kind of food and then open. they get to see the factory they get to see the the tobacco plantation mm -hmm. the paper being made uh, what about, you know, obviously they're there to see the cigar process, the cigar making process, the tobacco uh -huh. growing process, but they also get to have some fun. Like what else do you do? You know, the, the party in the house, you know, you have the parties, pool. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and the, the idea is the people making the experience about tobacco, but at the same time, see the country, you know, the culture of the people, you know, like, uh, uh, Central Park, see the city of Dangli, the people, the culture. So it, it's 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 beautiful experience. So you take them shopping mm -hmm. and you take them around to these things. Yeah. No, that's. I, I mean, I can't wait to go <laughs> on one of those because it looks like such a good time. Yeah. Uh, the my only concern is uh -huh. landing in Tegucigalpa. That's fun. That, that airport, <laughs> man. You say that's fun. Uh, that you know, I've said this thing on the podcast before, but. I grew up flying my uh -huh. entire life. I uh -huh. mean, from, you know, we left Cuba when I was five. So I, you know, I was on a plane at five from Cuba to Spain uh, and then Spain to New York. Right. So I've been and then my father worked for Eastern Airlines mm -hmm. uh, for most of my childhood. And so every single weekend we would just jump on a plane and go somewhere. So I've been flying my entire life. And then, it, obviously, as as a consultant in IT, I was on the on a plane every week. And then here in the magazine, I fly around a lot. I've never been scared on an airplane, and I've been on an airplane where they've had to dump fuel. Didn't scare me. Uh, we've had some really rough landings in different places. Didn't scare me. That Tegucigalpa landing is that is something else. Mm. Uh, so I'll try to describe it for people, but. If you've never heard of this, uh, look it up, Tegucigalpa Airport. You fly, number one, the pilots have to fly uh, full. They have full control of the instrument. There's no autopilot, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and they have to, like, they have to drop below the, the, the cloud line so that they can see. And then they make this hard, they're still going full speed. And they make this hard turn, very hard, sharp turn. Around a mountain, right? In between two mountains, kind mm -hmm. of sideways to get through there. Mm -hmm. And then they straighten out and then they drop it. Mm -hmm. They drop it out of the sky. It's like, <laughs> holy shit, we're going down. It's like, you see, you see, you look at your window and you're seeing houses and, and little huts and little everything. Uh -huh. And then suddenly you're like, bam! And, it, and then it hits the ground and they reverse thrust 
and you swear any second we're going to hit something because <laughs> it's the most violent reverse thrust I've ever felt on an airplane. I tell you, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fun for sure. So uh, if you like a fun roller coaster, yeah. that's the that's the landing you want to go uh. for. Uh, and so, but you say there's a new airport coming. Thank yeah. God yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, I'll give to you like 45 minutes more drive. I'll take it. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a big airport right now. It's, it's American base in Honduras, uh, Sorocano okay. in Comayagua. So the airport, I think, is ready next year. So it's Good. a new airport. Well, expect mm -hmm. me there when that yeah, thing yeah. is open. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, I mean, listen, these guys, they, they, the good thing is that they do have their best pilots. Yeah, that's the, the best pilots, <laughs> the, the best experience. You know, it's never like the, the rookie pilot that has never, yeah. no, it's no, the no, most no. experienced guy that does this landing. Yeah. Because if he messes it up, <laughs> it's over. Uh, yeah, super interesting. Now, you know, so sadly, the, the pandemic uh, screwed up your your Ocabayares adventure mm -hmm. uh, company. Do you have any idea when that's going to start back up? Like, how do you, do you guys in your tourism <sighs> connections, do they tell you, hey, uh, look, we're opening back up? Because you're flying down on the 29th. On the 29th, yeah. The, the airport right now is open in Honduras and uh, this this month in 20. Uh, it, it's open. Um I want to wait, you know, for the next year. Actually, I have 10 groups already booked, already wow. paid for that. So I have 10 groups wait right now. So how does, if someone if someone wants to do that, mm -hmm. how do they, if someone wants to be the 11th group, mm -hmm. um, what do they have to do? You know, visit the website, uh, OVT Adventure. It does, OVT Adventure. Yeah. So by that is tobacco, tobacco. adventure. Mm-hmm. That's the whole information right there is everything there. You can see the house, you know, you can see the tour, everything. So the itinerary is there. Everything is there. So you can book actually from the from the website. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. And so you want you said you want to wait till next year. Yeah. To start mm -hmm. that back up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Or see what happened, you know, and see if the pandemic is is finished. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hopefully. Uh, and so what about... So we talked about uh, you want to start that back up next year. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, uh, are you releasing any new products? Actually, this year I released in January the Superfly Connecticut Corona okay. size. Okay. Uh, it was only one size? Yeah. One month I released another size, Toro size, box of 20. And also I have a project uh, with the people in a CR shop in uh, South Carolina. Uh, I don't know if you see the 2012 Barber Pole. No. 2012 Barber Pole, I'm making for a cigar shop in, 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 in South Carolina. W which Can you say which one or no? Yeah, it's w the name, Cigar Shop. Oh, Cigar Shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. The Cigar Shop. And, uh, man, it's, it's amazing, you know. I give the exclusive for one year and selling very, very well. Now, in... Maybe in two, three weeks, I, I want to release with these people, but national, uh, Into Deep. It's uh, three different wrappers. Box into of Deep. 10. Yeah. So that's the new product. Yeah. Okay. And what's the story behind that one? You know, it's, it's more like the water concept and, you know, the colors and... and uh, I'm making for for these guys and um, oh, that's also an exclusive for them. Mm -hmm. But uh, now with this situation, and I know have a new product, so I put together, you know, and put it in the market. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So, any plans for for uh, aside from opening up the tours again? Uh, what is what do you see on the horizon for uh, for OV Tobacco? Uh, you know what. What do you see as your area of growth? What is your what is your plan? Do you just I want to continue just making great cigars, and and keep going down that path? Is there is there something else you have in the works? No, you know it's like the company is growing every year, you know, and uh, acceptation. And I want to say thank you for all customers, man. It's it's amazing the support for the for the consumers and the cigar stores owners. Uh, yeah, working. I have a new product. I have working in the new blends and new names, and you know, it's it's no stop. That's yep. that's what I do. You know, making cigars, and uh, I don't want to stop. You know, if it, God give me life, I want to making cigars and no stop. All right. <laughs> so how can how can people find out more information about Ocupa by Tobacco? 
so the website, we, you said the website for the tour company, but what about the cigar company? No, the cigar company like Instagram, OB Cigars. You OB know? Cigars? Yeah, OB Cigars and Oscar Bayares Tobacco on Facebook and Oscar Tobacco and, 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 and the website. So all information. So is the website is oscartobacco.com. Mm -hmm. OB Cigars and Instagram. Mm -hmm. Twitter? No? No yeah, OV, OV, OV Cigars OV also cigar. on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Facebook is, uh, the page is Oscar Bayares Tobacco. Mm -hmm. And which one did I miss? That's it. That's it. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Good, man. Thank you. Thank you for, for stopping in, Oscar, man. That was no, 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 always, a, always a pleasure to hang out with you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, man. All right, guys. Well, uh, if you liked the episode, don't be afraid to rate and review the podcast. That stuff helps. Uh, also, you know what? Tell us in the, in the reviews. Tell us, uh, tell us what your favorite... Ocabayadares Cigar is, uh, we'll choose one of you and we'll send you some swag. Maybe we'll uh, we'll get some OV swag as well, but we'll definitely send you a Cigar Snob t-shirt, uh, maybe a hat. So anyway, drop us a line and uh, come back. Thanks for listening. Later. You've been listening to the Cigar Snob Podcast. Tune in next time for more nonsense and chicanery. But in the meantime, you can find previous episodes of the podcast on cigarsnob.com slash podcast. Follow us at Cigar Snob Mag on all the social media platforms and be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, hasta luego.